Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Welcome to episode number 14 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today, we're welcoming Alyssa Truman as our guest on the show. Alyssa got a job as a step to her ultimate career, motherhood. She knew that she still needed to bring in some money, so 12 years ago, she joined a direct sales company, Osborne Books & More. Her kids have grown up helping her and being involved in that business and have learned so many amazing skills because of it. They're also incredible readers, too. The lessons they learned and the willingness of both Alyssa and her husband to allow them to dream and create their own businesses has helped the kids learn to make money and even understand concepts like profit margins. Her three daughters are now 13, 11, and 9, and they want you to know that helping your kids be a part of your business will change their lives too. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Meg. Let's hear more about Osborne Books and your your business with Osborne. So I've been with Osborne Books and more for 12 years, which is like an eternity in direct sales. I have not gone to different companies. I've always stayed with this company. I actually started because I wanted to stay at home with my kids. When my husband and I got married, he knew very clearly up front that my goal was to be a mother. My career was until I became a mother. But once we had kids, I knew I need to still be making a little bit of money, but I also need something of my own. I didn't just want to be Maria's mom or Riley's mom. I wanted to be Alyssa. And so I tried to find something that was a good fit for me, something that just resonated and something I could be passionate about. And books has always been my thing. I love literacy. I got started with the company and 12 years later, I have a huge team and I've reached you know, up on the ranks. But the thing that I still love the most is seeing kids' eyes light up when they find the book that just makes them want to read. That's awesome. Sometimes I feel like direct sales gets a a bad rep. Is there a reason you chose direct sales or a reason that you actually may encourage other people not to like automatically dismiss it? You know, I think the reason why direct sales gets a bad rap, in my opinion, is because there's some practices that people do that maybe aren't the best. Like the praying, it feels like on your friends. One thing I loved about Usborne was we don't have minimums and quotas, which meant that I wasn't going to have to be like begging people so that I could maintain being in the company. So when I talk to people about like trying to find a company that's the right fit for you, I always say like, look for those things. You don't want to have to be like preying on your family and friends. But I think another thing is just kind of like people only acting as if their entire life is their business. I don't know about you, but Facebook feeds, it's like if all I ever saw was a person just posting about their books, 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 and it was always just trying to sell me, that's not a friendship anymore. 
that's one thing I really work with my team on. And I know as a company, we try to do is not be like that. It's really about relationships. That makes sense. And I think that direct sales is a great structure too. They provide you with a lot of support and stuff to get started. Yes. I love that. Support, sisterhood. We call it sistering on my team. Having that group of people who can encourage you and build you up. Um, I know with us, it's very much a not like a out to get each other kind of thing. It's truly about just enjoying the journey with each other. You've been able to incorporate your kids too, right? So that your kids are enjoying the journey. How yes? How have your kids been involved? You know that's that's interesting. So when I started, my oldest was one, and I was pregnant with my second. I have three beautiful daughters. In the beginning, they obviously weren't too involved when, when she was one. <laughs> but as they got older, um, it came to easy things like putting my little labels on the back of books or putting books in bags for me or just being my legs. Like, could you run over there and get this for mommy? But as the years have progressed, I have seen the ability to be able to show them how to be an entrepreneur a little bit more. I started bringing them to booths that I do. And I still remember the first one, I was at a homeschool convention. And I actually had to step out of my booth because my kids were completely stealing the show. My youngest was like six and she was cashing everybody out. My oldest would have been 10 and she was sitting there helping people find all the perfect books. And my eight-year-old was sitting there reading stories to the kids to keep them entertained. And I think it was at that moment that I realized these kids can be involved in so much more. So now my children, they actually make videos for me, highlighting some of our favorite books. They'll show some of our experiments off. My daughter and I have actually started doing Facebook parties together. And so you get a kid's perspective as well as a mother's perspective. Every season, they come and spend at least one day with me at an event. And the things that I love that it has taught them is it's taught them people skills, how to talk to people, but it's also taught them how to listen to people. If someone comes and tells them, I'm looking for such and such, they have to hear, understand, and then they can help that customer. So it's teaching them a lot of really great skills. It's kind of helped them to be able to all of a sudden realize they don't have to have just a nine to five job, go into a brick and mortar business, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that they can actually do something even at their ages to make money. Yeah. I like the idea of my kids learning better listening skills. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all do. (laughs) So has this inspired them to, to do any of their own things or you know, what do they want to be when they grow up? How do you think that that's impacted their, their goals that way? Yes. you know, Actually, it's been very interesting to kind of see. Um, my husband is also self-employed. He's a graphic designer. My daughter's actually learned Photoshop at like 10. Holy moly. Which is a complicated program for even some of us adults. They've always been kind of wanting to do stuff. And I think it's because they see that that's what we do. In the last year, my daughter started a dog walking business. Mind you, we have one client, but that's only because that's all I'm allowing them to have. Um, This next summer, we're going to allow them to take on some more when they're not having to deal with school. And I wanted to make sure that they were responsible for a year before we started adding more people on. They buy treats for their their favorite pet, you know, now and like, but it comes out of their own money. This was the coolest thing I saw was oftentimes we use our businesses as adults as seed money to really fund our dreams. You know what I mean? Like we have a bigger plan, but we have to use something small. So dog walking might not be their favorite thing, but what they've done is they've taken the money that they make each week. And for instance, this year, my daughter started selling crayons and slime at her school. And she took the money that she had made from dog walking, one week's worth of dog walking, 
And she invested all of that into buying stuff to make slime from containers to the glue. And she quadrupled her money. Wow. Selling that to her friends. I had to explain to her, how do you do price points? She wrote down all the numbers of how much she did, how much that was going to equal out in containers. And we were able to do it. She made crayons, like where they took all of our broken crayons. Yes, there is a profit in broken crayons, everybody. Cute ice cube molds. And they melted them in and then they would sell them to their friends. It's all sorts of genius. And it cleared out all my crayon stash. Win for moms. There you go. (laughs) But so they've actually used this to be able to help funnel and create new careers and new things. And my daughter's already plotting out her next thing because, you know, now that she's sold all the slime and everyone has slime, she's got to come up with something new. (laughs) And then did you say that you did similar things as a child too? Oh my, yes. It's like, it's funny how our kids become so much like us. They never even knew us. Right. So when I was young, my parents actually were both self-employed too. They actually owned a wholesale craft business. They would make crafts that you would see in stores and they would sell them at wholesale shows. So we were able to just use whatever we wanted, like any leftover fabric. I was actually using a bandsaw at like eight and nine years old. And I would go down there and I'd be all making stuff. But I remember we would take old flower petals and stuff like that. We'd make potpourri and we'd go around and we'd sell it to our neighbors. And plus their hearts, they would buy it. They were the sweetest people (laughs) that I think about. But we would sell potpourri. We'd sell some craft things that we made. And my mom and dad always made sure that we did a good price point. And they taught us very early how to do that, how to talk to people, how to display our products well. You know, if we had little crafts, we actually put them in a little basket and they would all be like propped pretty and stuff like that. It's like, they taught us naturally these things as a kid. So I kind of think it carried over into my adult life. And it's one reason why I love being self-employed. Yeah. And your kids are, are seeing it and experiencing it and probably will take the same path. <laughs> we'll see. They all have careers in mind and they have not altered too much from what they want. But I know that all of them have said that they want to be an Usborne consultant on the side. So I consider that a mom win because that means that they've not come to resent it. So yay. And you can't be mad about them being interested in books. No, you can't. You really can't. Although I'm going to tell you when you've catch them up reading an hour past bedtime, it's like you feel guilty taking away books, but you're like, come on, girls, it's bedtime. We've got that issue here too. (laughs) So you mentioned your husband also works from home. Has he always been an entrepreneur or do you think you kind of pushed him that way? No, he has not always been an entrepreneur. Um, He actually came from a family of professionals. His dad was a judge and his mother was a burn surgeon. When I met him, he was a graphic designer at a Christian publishing house and he worked for them for years and years. But since February of this year, my husband lost his job because they downsized and got rid of some of the projects that he was working on. And so... I kind of encouraged him that like, let's make your graphic design business a go. So um, we've been working on helping companies with branding. And then we also do branding for like direct sellers because having been in direct sales, I understand the importance of personal branding. So my husband and I are trying to reach out and help them have their own personal brand on top of the company brand. Oh, that makes sense. When your husband lost your job and you guys both became entrepreneurs... Totally got rid of that, you know, we get paid every week luxury. Were you able to maintain your current lifestyle or did you have to make adjustments to how you were you were spending and allocating your money? There's two things. One, we are very big 
um, Dave Ramsey fans personally in our house. So we actually were completely debt free. So when my husband lost his job, we own our house outright. We own our cars and all our stuff. So we also had money in savings. So that definitely helped us get through. So I think knowing that he lost his job, it wasn't quite this like <gasps> kind of a feeling. You know what I mean? But that money does run out <laughs> at some point, you know? With being self-employed though, we do make sacrifices. Even me just being a stay-at-home mom when my husband was working, there were still a lot of sacrifices that were made. We never got to go on extravagant vacations unless I earned them through my company. You know, we were much more like a camping, going to visit the national parks kind of a family because it was rather inexpensive. My kids have never been to Disney. They probably never will be because we can't afford it. But guess what? That's okay because memories can be made in other places as well. And so we've always really been a family that really focused on memories are more important than gifts. So at Christmas time, our gifts often involve making memories with our children. So that way it kind of helps that way. But yes, it has impacted us. Even like our food budget, I've had to learn to be really, really thrifty and still provide a healthy diet for a family of five. And that's really hard to do when your budget's gone down to like 50 to $100 a week for five people. Right? Because I'm in the same boat with my my four kids and they they eat a lot, right? They do. What's up with that? <laughs> so another thing that we had talked about before recording was we were talking about like tips and tricks and tools. And you mentioned you are in love with your Instant Pot. I am totally madly in love with it. I want to know what the difference is between your Instant Pot and my Crock Pot. Everything. And if I need both of them. <laughs> So this is, it's a great tool. Um, For those of you who don't know what an Instant Pot is, it is a pressure cooker, rice cooker, slow cooker, yogurt maker, all in one. The reason why I love it is because sometimes life gets busy. I don't know about you, but anybody who is self-employed knows that you have to hustle to make the bucks. It's not just like a, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to work two hours today and I'm going to become a multimillionaire. That's not how it works. The Instapot, the reason why this has been like so like amazing for our family is one, it has made it so that we can eat healthy even in a hurry. So for instance, I actually used it last night. Super, super simple. So this is like how easy it is, okay? I took and I put a box of pasta, penne pasta, and I do a jar of tomato sauce and then I fill that same jar with water throw it in my Instapot, put it on for four minutes. Once it reaches pressure, it counts down four minutes and I have Instant Pot perfectly cooked pasta every single time. Four minutes? Four minutes. It has to reach pressure. So that normally takes like five-ish minutes, but this is the beautiful thing. Some things take about the same amount of time. The thing is though, I never have to worry about something overflowing. I don't have to sit there and watch it. I literally put it in, walk away. I helped my child who was studying for a test. I heard the beep, beep, beep. I let the pressure out. My children know, they know how to do it. They can make meals. They make sweet potatoes, baked potatoes in it all the time. But my favorite thing to do in there, this is a great way to save money, is buying dried beans. But let's be honest, I never think about it ahead of time enough to put them in my crock pot for the 12 hours they have to sit in there so I can have pinto beans for making my own burritos. So I can put like my pinto beans in there, bring them up to pressure and 45 minutes later have perfect pinto beans. So like what took me 12 hours before can take me 45 minutes now. I can make extra so I have them in my refrigerator. We even bought a tortilla press. So we make our own tortillas and then we have our beans and it's all sorts of yummy magic all in one. 
but you can use it for breakfast too. I do steel cut oats. You name it, you can make it. So yes, it's, it's a must have, in my opinion, for every busy mom, entrepreneur, you name it, everyone needs an instant pot. <laughs> well, I think you sold me. This will change your life, Meg. Change your life. I'll even, I'll hook you up with recipes. I promise. We'll link a couple. We'll put a couple in the show notes, a couple of good recipes. Good recipes for moms on the go. Now, what about um, switching back over to the business side of things? Are there any tools that you really couldn't live without that help you with scheduling or, or maintaining your boundaries between family and, and work? I do have a few things that I really love. This is going to sound kind of weird, maybe unconventional. I always pick a word of the year. And I live by that word of the year. I already have 2018s and it is intentional. And what it is, is that I'm going to do everything with intention. I also come with a Bible verse and a quote of the year that I'll go along with it. And my whole goal though, is to live with intention. And so I actually have been working with my team on something that's called like mind mapping. And I cannot begin to tell you, I am so super stoked for 2018. I don't know if stoked is even a word anymore, but I'm going to bring it back. So we've been doing mind mapping. So I started off with having them pick out like four to six categories of their business, really broad categories. Um, so like I put personal growth, personal business, um, team development, you know, just all these different things. And then I had us for step two is come up with ideas for what those things would look like. So for personal growth, I want to read a book of the month. I want to do this each month, stuff like that. I want to be on a podcast with Meg. There you go. Score one down. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Woo! And then I talked about how to actually just keep bringing that down until it creates actionable steps. So I think when people are trying to do stuff, honestly, pen, paper, and just keep drilling it down to actionable steps. I got one thing down. I want to do story times in my neighborhood. And I drilled it all the way down to me doing stuff like I need to print signs, I need to print this, I need to do this. And then I actually take all those actionable steps. I'm kind of like a geek when it comes to organization. I'm going to totally tell you, totally admit it. So um, I did all that mind mapping on something called bubble.us. It's B-U-B-B-L.us. And it makes these beautiful mind maps for you. It's like oh, all sorts of greatness. But then what I do is I take all those actionable steps and I put them in an Excel spreadsheet. And then I start sorting them by what do I need to do by month? And then once I get the month figured out, I figure out which ones are the most prioritized ones out of that month to work on. So mind mapping has been something good. I am also a very big believer in planners. I use a planner. I actually have a plum paper planner I use. I like them because I can customize them. So mine has like seven sections and each of those sections, like one of them says me, I'm all about me. No, just joking. It says me and then it says family, but then my next thing says personal business. And then each one, so each day, my goal is to fill in one thing from each of those areas, if that makes sense. And that way I can look back on it and be like, oh, this is what I've accomplished this week. As long as one thing is filled in on every single one of those areas, I know I've worked my business. I've done what I've needed to do. So for my family, it might be that I did meal planning or maybe I snuggled with my children or I don't know. It's just my way to make sure I hold myself accountable. This is another huge thing for me. So I love listening to podcasts and I'm a huge lover right now of Christy Wright of Business Boutique. You're a mompreneur, okay? I'm just going to tell you, you need to go listen to her. 
And her latest one was about gratitude and the 12 reasons why having gratitude in your business is going to change your business. So I actually have been doing a gratitude journal and it has changed how I view my business because when you have a heart of gratitude, you just tend to be more productive. You are more excited about life, stuff like that. It just, it makes it different. This is great. I feel like I can't be the only one who's not organized or who like some days feels like, oh, I spent too much time on my family and I didn't spend enough time on my business or like, I'm not the only one. So this is great. Huge thing for me is I actually started scheduling my family time, not my business hours, my family hours, because then my family hours become the non-negotiable, not my business hours. Then after that, I figure out my business one as well. So for instance, I set business hours and it kind of comes down to the Bible verse I picked for the year that really helped me solidify this. It's actually a verse from Nehemiah, Nehemiah 6.3, and it talks about him being on the wall. He's building this wall and they're trying to get him to come down. So he's not productive. They don't want him to finish the stupid wall. And so he's like, why? This is a very paraphrased version of it. Why should I come down? I am doing a good work. Why are you trying to pull me down and take me away from it? And so what I've decided is that I have different walls in my life. When I'm on that wall, I need to be fully committed to that wall. And that comes back to my word intentional. So for instance, when it is my family wall, that is my focus. I actually ask my kids permission to work sometimes during my family time because they are the most important thing. And so trying to like let them know you come before work. Now, I'm not perfect at this. Okay, come on now. None of us are. Sometimes I'm just like, shush, go away. I'm trying to get some work done. But that's what my intention is always to do is to really just ask them, get them involved. And then with my work hours, I actually schedule them every week. But this is something I found. And I don't know if other families out there struggle with this. I have a hard time sometimes being productive in my own home because I know that there are dishes that need to be done, laundry that needs to be done, or maybe it's just a mess. And my mind, honestly, I'm not the neatest person. But when things get out of control, I can't somehow manage it either. It's really annoying. Something I'm going to work on this year. Be intentional, right? So I actually go twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursday mornings to a local coffee shop. And I spend from 8 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock there. I get as much accomplished between 8 to 10 as I do when I'm at home working from 8.30 to noon, hands down. So I go there. I know exactly what I'm going to work on when I show up. I get it all done. Um... Last week, I got done like a half an hour early. So I worked on a new project that I had in mind. So sometimes finding a place, if you can, that you can get away. I get that sometimes with moms of littles, that's not as easy to do. Maybe you have a friend though, who is also in another home-based business or, you know, is a stay-at-home mom, work-at-home mom kind of thing that maybe you guys can swap kids. So one morning a week, she can do something. One morning a week, you can. Find a way to make it work so you can have that like just devoted time, I think makes a huge difference. I know one thing that I've used before is um, like the YMCA. If you've got a YMCA membership, they've got the child watch. And don't get me wrong. I I think that self-care and working out is important, but you get, I think it's two hours a day, at least at our local Y. And I also, at our grocery store, back where I'm from in New York, they had childcare. Which grocery store is that? Wegmans. I love Wegmans. I grew up in upstate New York and I loved Wegmans. Did you? Yeah. I'm from Rochester originally. I'm from, I'm from Fulton, which is above Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. No, I know right where. Small world. <laughs> right. 
Wegmans has childcare and I can't remember if it's one or two hours that they give you there because we've been in Phoenix for a couple of years now. But I would bring my kids when I was there, bring my daughter, she would go to the childcare and I'd go sit in their cafe because they had tables and everything with Wi-Fi and I'd get work done there. So sometimes it's just figuring out where you can go. Ikea. Ikea. That's a good one too. Ikea. If you have an Ikea near you, they have childcare too. So like the YMCA, I actually believe that you've got to take care of yourself too before you take care of your business. Because if you're run dead, I have chronic illnesses. So I've learned this last year, the importance of taking care of me. You can go in, you can work out for even 30 minutes, just 30 minutes and listen to a podcast while you're doing it. So you're still kind of getting some business, whatever, and then go and sit down and do some work. I'm going to tell you, this is something cool that I've started doing that I love is I am spending each day listening to a podcast, reading some article, something about business, but I come up with an actionable step immediately that I'm going to put into practice. Like yesterday was, was about gratitude and I'd already been working on my gratitude journal, but I decided to take it a step further. I created like what I'm going to like, how my system is going to work because I really want to be intentional about being grateful. Coming up with action steps, even if you're working out, you can be listening to that podcast, come up with something that as soon as you get off that treadmill, your action steps. So first thing you're going to do, because if we just listen to and read books and we don't apply them, then there was no point in listening to them. It was a waste of everybody's time. Right. No, like after this, I'm going to go find an Instant Pot. I think I've sold probably at least 30 or 40 of those for them. Like You could buy stock in Instant Pots. I should. That's genius. Because then you'll be profiting off of the referrals. <laughs> Land for tomorrow. Buy stock in Instant Pot. <laughs> I'm also a great believer just in the power of a sticky note and Sharpie markers. There is nothing you can't accomplish with sticky notes and Sharpie markers. Yeah, I'm a big pen and paper person too. I still have my I have my planner and I got papers everywhere and I mean it looks really clean over here on the desk right now, you know, but Oh well I so here, like so if if you're watching this as a video, I'll be very vulnerable right now. So like obviously this all looks really nice and pretty back here, but what people aren't seeing is like the mess over there. Um, so I think the thing is, you know, we have what I call our Facebook lives. It's the it's the world that we show people. But I think being very vulnerable and um, letting yourself off the hook, I think um, a big challenge that parents have mm -hmm. is letting themselves off the hook. You know, sometimes it's okay to be good enough. Good enough is better than nothing. You know, even with parenting, with our business, sometimes that's why I said, even if I just hit one area of those businesses, like in all those different aspects on my planner, I know I've accomplished what I need to. If I hit more, fantastic. But letting ourselves off the hook, especially moms, we beat ourselves up all the time. And I'm going to tell you, if you are listening to this, you're an amazing, amazing mom. Wherever you are, whoever you are, if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out a way to involve your kids or you just, you needed something, okay? You're an amazing mom because you're taking the time to try to figure out how to do all of it. And don't ever second guess yourself. I think that's great. And I think it's really important for everybody to hear. It's hard for us to forgive ourselves. Like it's easier for us to forgive other people, but when it comes to forgiving ourselves, we're, we're extra hard. It's definitely something I struggle with. I have, I've always had very low self-esteem and then couple that with three chronic illnesses. You just feel like um, you're never going to be good enough. There's always people in the company who are better than me. There's always moms that are better than me. And it kind of comes back to what I was talking about with gratitude though is that learning contentment. 
situation, when I can be grateful for where I'm at, when I can be grateful for what opportunities I've been presented, it kind of can change how you view everything else. I think that's amazing. Can you let our listeners know, like, where can they learn more about you, whether they're interested in um, Usborne Books or, or just finding you on social media? Where are the best places that they can find you? They could come to my house. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, okay. So um, yes, you can find me on social media. So my website for my books is yourbookadventure.com um, because I want to take every kid on the best book adventure of their lives, help them find the perfect book. So if you want to find me on Facebook, my business page is also Your Book Adventure. My Instagram is also Your Book Adventure. Um, let's make that all nice and easy, right? But I also have a fantastic parent adult resource group. Um, be Your Kids Hero. And in that group, I, I do talk about books, not going to lie. So there's no like, you know, trying to put the wool over your eyes there. But I often do like freebies. I do story times. I do posting of articles, things that I just think that might be interesting to parents. It's basically a resource page for you to find cool things to give to your kids to make you the hero because we all need a little help. Just saying. Right? No, I, I hear that. And we'll link to all of the stuff in the show notes so that if anybody didn't get a chance to write it down, you know, they're on the treadmill and they can't write it down right away. So you're on the treadmill. You're my hero, by the way, because my treadmill sits over there as like another table. We have an elliptical. It's got my clothes piled on it. You have a closet and my treadmill is my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But we try, right? We do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. It was really great having you on the show. I'm so glad we got to talk about your crazy organizational skills and the Instant Pot. And I feel like I'm going to walk away with a bunch of action items. So I'm sure everybody else will too. Well, thank you so much again for having me, Meg. And I just, um, I look forward to getting to know you better and following all your other wonderful podcasts. Thank you so much. You will find all of the show notes, including some of Alyssa's favorite Instant Pot recipes using pinto beans by going to megbrunson.com slash 14. Last week, we met Angela Ferrari. Angela's an artist, children's book author and illustrator, and the creator and host of the Story Spectacular podcast. Angela discussed her talent for finding creative ways to play and how she's leveraged that creativity to build a business. It's a really fun interview, and if you haven't heard it, go back. You're going to enjoy it. Next week, join me for an interview with Louise Brogan. Louise works with entrepreneurs to help them figure out how to market their business online in a strategic, organized way. Louise is the founder of Social Bee Academy, a membership with focus, accountability, and community backing up really great training on marketing your business online. We'll discuss her favorite social media platform, it's Facebook, and automation programs that make building a business manageable. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Till next week. <laughs>